Hello and welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, a weekly dive into ways in which we can live a calmer, more creative and empowered life on our own terms. I'm Kate Taylor, Creativity and Empowerment Coach, and I'm on a mission to help us live an embodied life full of creative expression through my blended melting pot of goodness I call Practical Magic. Welcome to today's Practical Magic Podcast with me, Kate Taylor. Today, I want to talk about what it is, what it really means to live a life on your own terms. I talk about this a lot. I talk about how we live a creative life, not necessarily the fact that we are creative, but every single person is creative. We're created by the very nature that we're thinking, feeling, breathing, human beings who come up with different ideas and different thought processes but each and every one of us is unique and each and every one of us is here to make a mark on the world to live it in the way that we're living it and to do that in as much vibrancy and fullness and richness as possible so I grew up this all kind of started for me I I grew up on the Isle of Wight and the Isle of Wight is the most beautiful place in the world or one of the most beautiful places in the world and it was one of those idyllic kind of upbringings of lazy summers spent on the beach my dad was a sailing instructor I was really fortunate as a kid to have the life that I did but as I went through my teens (laughs) I was a very highly sensitive teen and very navel gazing teen and and spent a lot of time now I realize as being a very highly creative and sensitive person of spending a lot of time in a lot of angst and in myself and listening to music and listening to lyrics and feeling the pain of everything around me and being that empathetic person and so when it came to a time when it was time to you know 18 onwards I knew that I needed to get away I knew that the what I didn't want to do was wake up and have the same conversations with the same people you know I kind of got the sense of living in a cul-de-sac and just having the same conversations with people every day and that's no disrespect to where I come from because it is such a gorgeous place with amazing people there but I knew that there was something more that I needed to be doing so I did what quite a lot of people do at the age of 18 of when you come from somewhere like the island or any any town at all really is that I went up to London and I disappeared off and I did all the things I needed to do I still was that highly sensitive person made a lot of fuck-ups and failures learned a lot but knew that I wanted to live this life where I could get to express myself creatively I didn't I had no idea what that was but I knew inside of me that there was something that I needed to do so that I didn't feel like the the thought of living a groundhog day was just so far away from where I wanted to be that always having this capacity for living a life on my own terms has been something that has been so such a strong desire inside of me and so it's it's no surprise that it's what I do now in order to help other people get to where they get to And, you know, it's a constant theme that's been going through in terms of my life. And it's a constant theme and things I see with the clients that I work with. So I just want you to, if you're listening to this today and you're feeling that that you may be stuck in a rut in somewhat or you may have been living 
your life where you feel like you're slightly one step removed from it or you're looking around other people or you're doing the endless scroll of the filtered perfect lives to a point where your thumb's just aching and your heart is aching and you feel a little bit sick from it that you're looking at other people's lives and comparing to where you are or you might be using the terms well everyone else seems to have their shit together why can't I you know people are getting married around me people are having kids around me why am I not in that place or you feel like your life is lived on this never-ending treadmill you get up you go to work you do your thing you go to the gym and it goes on and on and on but yet inside of you you're constantly dreaming or scheming of a, a time when you've got this thing that feels just slightly out of reach or you say to yourself well someday I'll you know and then dot 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 whatever that is or you might be really beating yourself up for the things that maybe haven't gone in the way that you thought they would or things that you thought would have happened by now haven't happened just take a moment of breath and softness to feel into the fact that this these indicators may mean that you're not living a life on your own terms that you may be living a life where you're looking at something else and thinking that that's what you should have or you you know that, that that's where you should be so living life on our own terms is is really important because it does help us step off of that conveyor belt of mediocrity and what I mean by that is that you get to fly your freak flag in your own way you're not having to do the things that every other Tom, Dick, Harry and Sally are doing. You know, you can do it in your way that doesn't have to feel like you're settling for something. Living a life on your own terms is about living a life in full technicolor discable shine. Not a grey life when you're on the outside looking in where things feel itchy and stagnant and boring and frustrating and you resent things but doing it in a way that is on your terms your disc under your disco ball like this is your dance and doing it according to your own blueprint and what I mean by that blueprint is that your life is here to be created in your way there is no blueprint that says that you should be doing it another way your blueprint your way so you get to create and write the story as you go along you get to make this all up as it happens there's no plan that says that you should be married by 30 have a career that gets you x amount of money by this time that's bs that's conforming to societal norms where you can live it in any way you want to so say you want to work for yourself and you want a hundred grand a year you can do that. Say if you want to travel the world and not have kids, you can do that. Say if you do want to have the kids in the house, you can do that. But your timings are your timings. Your story is your story. You don't have to look around everybody else and say, well, I haven't got what they've got because that's a false fallacy 
Believe me when I say that, it really is. And no one is living your life aside from you. So it's good to be truly in it. And being in it means that you get to ride the existence of it. The highs, the lows and everything in between. And it also means taking, not taking no for an answer. So being relentless in the pursuit of living life in all of its reality with the the volume and the contrast turned right up to 11 so that you are truly living it. You know, like it's when you, if you were experiencing watching a really gripping film that's got you in it in every sense, but you were watching it and you've got the volume turned down just so that you can't hear it. You know that really annoying volume when you can kind of hear it but you can't or there's a Vaseline on the screen and you can't quite see what's going on. You recognise how frustrating that would be. This is your life. So live it in clear vision. Live it with the contrast turned up. Live it with the volume turned up and get connected to all of it. All of it. This isn't just about picking the bits that we like and getting rid of the rest. I talk a lot about wholeness. So the experience of the wholeness, the messiness, the joy, the deep, deep sadness sometimes, the silliness, the chaos, the calm, and all of those bits in between. Because, my love, life is for living, not suppressing. And we do ourselves just justice when the colour and the volume and the contrast and the sharpness is turned down. And it also means that if we suppress parts of our lives, such as grief, because I know I did, and pain, then we also suppress the capacity to feel the joy on the other end of the spectrum. We just start living a life which is flatlining. And so I know that this struggle is real and I know that pain, we we would do anything to avoid it, but actually feeling into it can be exquisite sometimes in the same way that it can be exquisite to feel joy so this is real feeling in of doing it on your own terms because nobody feels creates and lives and breathes and expresses in the way that you do and it's not always about conforming it's about living on your own terms ultimately being the soulful rebel in a sea of normality And so it's when your soul and your creativity is itching to get out. I was having a conversation earlier with somebody when we were talking about an idea that wouldn't leave her alone. And it almost felt like it was stretching out of parts of her body and pushing her from the inside out, niggling away so that she couldn't ignore it anymore. And it was like her soul was in communication with her. Go, we've got to express we've got to bring this out, okay, it may not be the way that somebody else might do it, or it might feel like a really crazy idea, but that's okay, let's just see what happens. And it's knowing when it feels uncomfortable to conform to, so knowing that you feel so uncomfortable in conformity that you have to change something. There is no longer that you can live in this small shell when you're trying to break out of it and something bigger wants to come. So I want to share with you 10 ways that I I use personally and I use with my clients about how we can live a life on our own terms. So number one is tune into what lights your fire. Tune into what makes you feel alive, what motivates, what gets you those feelings in your tummy that feel like things are just electric. 
But also on the flip side of that, so looking at what motivates, what you move towards, what are you moving away from? So what puts your fire out? What are those things that are just, you cannot bear doing? And so getting a feeling for what lights you up and then what demotivates you gives you an indication of what it is that becomes you living on your own terms and what you can move away from and things that don't, that don't fit you. Number two is where are you living life of shoulds versus obligations? So I talk about shoulds as being these things which we should stop shoulding on ourselves. They're those things that are going round and round, the things we think we should be doing, but we actually don't have to, versus what your obligations are. So there are things that we are obligated to do. Like if you're a mum, it's obligated to feed your children or feed yourself or, you know, make sure that everyone is provided for. Those are obligations which you cannot move away from. But I can guarantee you there will be a lot of shoulds in your life that you just don't need to do. So recognising your shoulds versus your obligations and watching out when that should word is creeping in and seeing who should it is. Is it yours or is it somebody else's or is it society's? Get an understanding of where that should is coming from. If it's a should for you, just check in. Is it an obligation? Is it something you have to do? Just check in. And then number three, watch your voices. And what I mean by this is when you hear yourself in that contractive spin cycle of a negative inner chitty, of the things that you're that are literally contractive you know when that voice is just telling you all the things that you cannot do all the things that you might have tried to do before and why you shouldn't do them again and don't be too big for your boots and all of that kind of stuff just start recognizing whose voice it is because it may not be yours it may be one that you've been given by somebody else or old stories or old programming that from when you were growing up and as a kid all these things were people were giving you in terms of solid advice she uses the finger waves here but just recognize when you're hearing that inner critic going around and around and around and around, and around whose voice is it take a moment stop ask it whose voice is it and then this leads into the next point which is watch out for outdated narratives and beliefs So what stories or things have you been told or taken on as your own, but they're not yours? So as I was saying in terms of that inner critic and the voice, recognise when some of those old stories or beliefs might be somebody else's, you might have been given along the way, because that's definitely not doing it on your own terms. So it may be things like, oh, well, you can't do this because people like us don't do that. Or you can't do that because, you know you'll come across as being too cocky if you do recognize where some of those old thoughts and beliefs may come from because you do not have to take them on number five is what keeps coming up for you that won't go away so it's a bit like an itch that wants to be scratched it might be an idea that just will never leave you it may be an idea for traveling to another part of the world it may be an idea for a story that you've got or it might be something you've always wanted to do identify it and see what's underneath so it may be that you might be in a period where you're just really bored and unmotivated and actually that need and want for running away to another side of the world may just be because you bloody need a good holiday but you want don't want to do it in a way that somebody else does it and that's okay. So if you want to go and walk the Inca Trail, you can do that. 
there's nothing to say that people like us don't. So identify it. And then number six, what are you holding yourself back from for fear of judgment or criticism? There's grains of truth when you peel back the layers to see what's going on. So in the same way that some of this might be outdated narratives and beliefs, when you're holding yourself back from something because there's fear of criticism, whose criticism, what voice, what judgment, your unconscious mind will bring you a memory of somebody saying something. I had a brilliant call earlier where as we were talking, all these memories kept popping up. Oh, it was when this person said this. Oh, it was when... I remember this saying that somebody used to say. And so those fears of judgment and criticism are not real. They are imagined. See what's underneath. The awareness is something that you can work with. Number seven, get to understand yourself and what makes you tick. So carry out an exercise to identify what makes you uniquely you. If you're thinking about this, for example, what are the things that you bring to the world? It may be your unique gifts, it may be your personality, the way you help people, your kindness. Really feel into what makes you unique because you are unique as your fingerprint. There is nobody in the world like you. Write out a list of things that only you do that make you unique. This might be a bit tricky because it's not something that we often give ourselves the opportunity to do. But what makes you unique? Also, who are you here to help? Who are you here to be of service to? Who are you here to provide support to? And if you struggle to think about what makes you unique, then go and ask a few people around you. It may be three people who might be somebody you work with, or it might be a really close friend. It might be, you know, one of your siblings or your parent or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever it is. Ask them what makes you unique you will be really surprised at what comes back. Number eight, find a creative release. And what I mean by this is go and find something that you can do that you that uniquely expresses you, who you are. And it doesn't have to have an end in mind. It could be you dancing around your bedroom to one of your favourite songs. That's a creative release. It could be singing. That's a creative release. It could be writing a story. It could be writing a story to some of those old narratives. It could be painting. It could be creating stone sculptures on the beach. Whatever it is, is go and find a creative release because only you can do that in the way that you do it. You can't do it the same as anybody else. And then number nine is start taking some simple action. Start doing something even if it's just small, that is just for you in a way that you want to do it unapologetically so. I've had clients, for example, who, when we've been working together, have wanted to find a creative outlet for what they're doing, so they might go and join a life drawing class, whatever it is. And they've worked through the fact that it doesn't have to have any judgment to it. It doesn't matter if it's not perfect. Actually, the, the mess in creativity is where the creativity comes from. So go and do something that is just for you however you express yourself, however you want to come forward. And then number 10, which is the most fundamental one, is stop comparing. Comparison is a killer. All you've got to do is you, babe. There's loads of resources and advice out there. You might want to hop back onto some of the old Practical Magic podcasts and listen to the podcast I did with the wonderful Lucy Sheridan, who's a comparison coach. She's got some great tips and tools on how to stop comparing yourself. But comparison is the absolute killer in terms of living life on your own terms. You can only do you, you can only swim in your lane, you can only do it in your way. 
because everybody else is doing what they're doing. And to be honest, who cares? You've just got to do you. And if you're not sure where to start on all of this, then why not work with somebody like myself, like a coach, somebody who's going to help you identify what makes you uniquely you and living a life on your own terms. So that's it for me this week. It's turned into a bit of a longer one than I thought it was going to be, but I hope you've enjoyed it. I've got the seven pillars of self-love, the online monthly classroom, which is taking place next Wednesday, the 27th of Feb. It's all about really nurturing the relationship with the self, tuning into quite a lot of what we're talking about here, how to live unapologetically and live with intention, set some clear boundaries about what you're doing and nurture the energetic protection that you need to do that to protect the self, to protect your individuality and uniqueness. So you can go onto my website katetaylor.co where you'll find out about if you want a free discovery call to work with me on how you live a life on your own terms, you can do that. Your monthly online classroom is there. It's only 20 quid. You can watch it live or you can watch it later. Completely up to you. So you can find both of those on katetaylor.co. And until next week, I have got the wonderful Sarah Powell joining me next week. We're going to be on the podcast talking about self-celebration. So do tune in next Wednesday. But until then, my love, you do it in your way. You dance to the beat of your own drum and bass. You live that technical shine.